Welcome to Well Played Podcast, episode 79, a show on all things playful and joyous. Together, we are finding the joy in the journey of life. This episode, we have Jay Posick with us. Super excited to have him. And the topic we're tackling is building a culture of gratitude and sort of joy within our staff culture at schools. Uh, but before we begin, Jay, why don't you introduce yourself? This is your first time on the show. Well, thank you there, Michael. Uh, Jay Posick, I'm the principal at Merton Intermediate School in Merton, Wisconsin. It's a little tiny town uh, that has a four-way stop and uh, a feed mill and a bar. That's that's about the, the extent of our town. But we have a great school with, uh, at, at uh, Intermediate School, we have about 400 students, grades five through eight. I'm in my 12th year there as the principal. Uh, five years uh, before that, I was an assistant principal in the Elmbrook School District at Pilgrim Park Middle School. And the 15 years prior to that, I was a teacher in second, third, fourth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, but not all at the same time. I have to admit, I'm super excited to have another Wisconsin, you know, educator on the show. Uh, there, there has not been many in the 79 shows, so this is super exciting. Same time zone, same everything. This was easy to connect, except Jay and I are both experiencing the same weather problems. So we're gonna. Yes. We're gonna we're going to hope no one's electricity goes out in this thunderstorm right now. Yes, if the screen goes black, it's just because we have no power. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. Well, uh, let's get let's get to it. Uh, I'm going to sort of set the context here. Jay and I were at the same ed camp this weekend, and a session was pitched on things that work was the title of the session, and it was just talking, I guess it was just kind of open-ended about anything that was working, but the topic quickly went to sort of this, this, this sort of, how do you build culture? How do you build uh, a rapport with, with your fellow colleagues that kind of is above the just working relationship, you know, like how can you have, how can you have that kind of setup? And it was, it was great. People were suggesting all sorts of things. And I thought this would be a, a perfect topic on here as we're talking about finding joy. I gotta say for me at my school, um, you know, we've done, we've done activities to try to build this. One of the things my principal does that I absolutely love, at the beginning of the year, our first staff meeting, she always takes us someplace mysterious. We don't, we don't know where we're going. She always sort of like messes with us a little bit. She sends us emails before that first meeting where she's like, make sure you bring your tennis shoes. You better wear long pants. And we're all like, oh man, what are we doing? We need to wear long pants. We need tennis shoes. Like, are we going to be like going out in the woods? Or we're like, what, what is the, what's the thing? Um, but it's this great bonding activity. So like in her mind, we got a million more meetings to go. We can get all the work done later. How about that first meeting? We just, instead of having a division meeting, let's go out and do something, experience something together. Uh, and it's a great way to set that tone uh, throughout the year. I like that idea. I may have to steal that. It's, it is fun. It, That's it is. what we do in education, right? We borrow each other's ideas and, and uh, make them work for the building that we happen to be in. Yeah, no. Uh, Pam Nosbush is her name. She's she's done a lot. She's on Twitter. Everybody should like check her out. She has lots of lots of neat aspects that she adds, and that's one of one of I know all the staff's favorite is just that she's done it for years, um, and it's just it's just fun. It's a lot of fun. But moving beyond that, I mean, that's what she does in that first meeting. But how do we how do we how do we keep that up? What are what are different ways we express kind of gratitude to each other? in 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 the educational space you know could could be formulaic could be an activity that we do or it could be these little things about building relationships do you do you have some that you like to do 
Yeah, I'll, uh, there's a lot that I like to do. Um, in fact, um, my favorite thing to do is visit classrooms. And uh, today in classrooms, I have 27 staff that I happen to oversee, and I got into 24 of the 27 classrooms today. Um, and uh, there were times where I was just a, a uh, not really a participant. I was just in the room watching what was going on, maybe getting an email taken care of or or some other things that I have to do as, as a principal. But there were seven times, I think, where I just left a little handwritten note to the teacher after I, while I was leaving the classroom. And it was, you know, something as, as simple as I love the energy that you bring to um, to conferring with kids when you're sitting on the floor during uh, readers workshop time or um, your uh, positivity um, shines through your lessons and the kids are really engaged in what you're doing. Those, those sorts of things, which I like to do. Uh, I probably need to do it more often than I do, but it's one of those things that I know that when I do hand, uh, hand a teacher a note, um, that note's going to wind up posted uh, somewhere in their classroom to look at at a later time. So those little things, I, I really enjoy doing that. I've got a great building leadership team who also uh, helps me stay on the straight and narrow and uh, lets me know when I'm doing things well, and more importantly, no, lets me know when I'm not doing things as well. And we do things like uh, we've had a salad luncheon that we all prepare for the staff. We do sometimes we'll do a, a breakfast that we prepare for staff. My favorite thing to do is cook pancakes because it's about the only thing I can do and not uh, not not cause too many problems. Um, well, I got like I got to say know. no. These, these are all good, but I want to like first for every teacher that's out there listening to this. I just want to commend you for going into our classrooms, kind of doing those informal, I don't even know if I want to say their observations. They're just like, you just want to be present in your teacher's lives and in their classrooms and show, you know, show that you care about their passion. I mean, they love being teachers and the fact that you sort of drop in is huge. Uh, that just that validation that somebody else is sort of seeing it. it's another adult is seeing it right like my kids like what i do they they give me high fives but it's another thing to have like another adult check it out that's yeah, I'll tell you, it did not start that way i'm so i'm in my 12th year in my current building and i remember the first month of school my first year every time i walked in the classroom everything would stop and they would say hi mr Posick," and all the kids would say hi mr Posick." i'm like no really seriously dudes just Keep going. I'm not coming in because I want you to say hi. I'm coming in because I want to see what you're doing, right? So it took it took a, a, a good month and a, and a staff meeting where I said, hey, when I come into class, it's not so that I can um, so that I can have you say hi to me. It's because I want to watch what you do and I want to either help out with a lesson, sit down with a student and talk to them about what they're doing. I just want to get to know things. So that's how I started to hopefully started to build the culture that we have at our school. And now if, if I don't show up in somebody's classroom for like two days in a row, they send me an email, said, Jay, where have you been? Come on, dude, you got to get into classes. So um, now it's just, it's, I don't know if it's an expectation. It's just something that they notice happens. Uh, well, happens it's, so it's, it's exactly like the point of this topic. Like you have now built a culture of that, that like you are part of their classrooms. You're part of that experience and they want you to be in there and they notice when you're yeah. not. So that's, I mean, kudos to you. You know, additionally on that, I think it's really awesome that you also take that time to write that handwritten note, you know? Uh, well, I mean, yeah. geez, it's, it, it takes time. It, it takes time that you're there and that's huge. You're dedicating your time to their, to them and their passion. 
And then again, that extra layer of it takes time. You could have just sort of saw him in the hall later and said, great job, you know? Yeah. And that would have been well, nice, but it takes yeah, that extra step. Do that too. But, uh, you know, the, the high five when I'm leaving class or the thumbs up uh, every once in a while. But today there are, there are two specific things that happened today because I was in class that um, that kind of kind of caught me by surprise. The first one was I was in a math class and I had been sitting in there for three or four minutes maybe. And all of a sudden the teacher realized I was there. Up until that point, she had no idea that I was there. And I heard her ask one of the students in the front, how long has he been in here? Because the student didn't realize I was there either. So it was one of those things that, uh, you know, I was called a ninja today, which I, I mean, I take that with a badge of pride, right? That's, you know, I can get into classrooms, see what's going on and leave. And people don't even really realize that I'm there. And then the other thing that I thought was really cool is uh, the science teacher I work with, his name is Dave Wagner, and he does a phenomenal job with the kids. And um, we were he was beginning to talk about balancing uh, chemical equations. And he said, Mr. Posick, remember, we talked about doing this. We we're going to co-teach this lesson. Well, I'm putting you on the spot. How about you come up and just kind of introduce it for us? So I said, sure, why not? And so I got up in front of class and introduced balancing chemical equations. And uh, one of our instructional assistants, uh, when I was walking up, she said, I'm going to take a video of this because I know you're going to want to see it. So she actually videotaped while I was doing the lesson and it was all over. And the, Mr. Wagner said, Mr. Posick, you did a very fine job. We'll continue with this lesson tomorrow. So, I mean, if I hadn't been in the classroom, I would have had no chance to be a part of actually what was going on. So um, that was that was pretty cool, too. That's really neat. Uh, and like I said, that, that all goes to building that sort of that, that culture and that, that team aspect. Uh, and kind of on the flip side of that, like that sort of makes probably, I'm guessing the actual observation from you, like when it is, you know, for the paperwork, for the, for the mm -hmm. documentation. Yeah. I think that probably just makes it smoother for the teacher. It also, it has to make it smoother for you too. Cause like now, it's not this odd thing you're in the classroom. The kids right. aren't acting different. The teacher's probably not acting that different. Like right. it's probably just smoother all around. You know, it's it, there's this term that that I don't particularly care for. That's the dog and pony show that teachers sometimes put on for an administrator when they're being evaluated. And uh, because I'm in classrooms as much as I am, I, I never see that. Um, it's it's. I've seen the greatest lessons in the world and I've seen the less than greatest lessons in the world. And I learned from both of them. The things that I learned from the greatest ones are what I can share with other colleagues and other staff members in the building. And the things I can learn from those things that don't go so well are, you know, everybody's got to take a risk, right? If everything was perfect every single time, you're not learning everything. If you already know it and, you, and, it's, and it's all perfect, you haven't learned anything. So to struggle is not a bad thing. And there's, there's a number of teachers that will say, Jay, I remember when you were in for this one particular lesson and it just completely and totally bombed. And I said, yes, and how did you fix that? Well, the next day, so at least when they know I'm in there, if it's a bad lesson, they're going to reflect on it and realize what they can do to make it better the next time that they go through. So, um, yeah, they, they're, they're not afraid to fail, which I think we want that for both our staff members. I do. I want that for my staff and I want that for our kids because – if you fail, that means you're taking chances. And when you take chances, there's a really good opportunity for some great learning to occur. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I say that a lot when I go present about gamification because I think sometimes, obviously when I'm presenting, I'm showing those like best, like here, this activity worked really well. This style really works well. This mechanic works really well. But then I usually try to build in there some like failures. Like uh, not every gamification idea rolled off was perfect. A lot of them no longer exist. Some of them 
were a good idea that like I knew I could massage and work towards that right space and some just had to be abandoned, you know, but you got to take those risks, you know, if, yeah. you're, if you're not taking those risks, I, I don't think you're, you're going to do really well at any job. I mean, like really most jobs, you got to like, you got to stretch yourself. Well, I, I can even equate that to how we have uh, students reading now in our, in our language arts classes that, you know, you pick up a book off the shelf in the library or in the teacher's classroom and you start reading it and you realize, boy, this really isn't for me. And back when I was in school, you know, a thousand years ago, if you picked up a book and started to read it, you had to read it to the end, whether you liked it or not, because that's just what you were supposed to do. Yeah. And now we give, you know, we, we're giving students the license to start something and realize, you know, I thought this book was going to be like this and it really isn't. And I don't have any interest in it. And as long as they provide us a reason for why they're choosing something else, then go ahead and choose something else. So um, I, I, I like, I, I equate that to that risk taking stuff, right? I'm going to try a book that I've never, I've never don't know who the author is. I'm not really sure if I like the genre of the book, but I'm going to pick it up and start to read it. And maybe I'm going to like it and maybe I'm not. So, um, you know, we can model that for the kids too. Yeah. Speak, I mean, speaking of modeling, I think that that's what sort of came up in my head <laughs> when we were talking about this on the weekend. You know, I, I thought about how, as uh, at my school, we do advising with our kids and we do these mm -hmm. advisory programs and we do these great lessons on, you know, looking each other in the eye, building a relationship. We build this wonderful community with this. Uh, we do, we actually, I think we do the same thing your school does, the circle of power and respect. Yes. Yep. Um, we actually, we totally do because we got the idea from you at, at Camp Madison. <laughs> you, you had mentioned that and I then came back to my staff and said like oh like come on team should we do this and the sixth grade team adopted it but i digress but so we <laughs> we, we do these great lessons right and then it kind of dawned on me when we were having this discussion that we we say those things we we nurture our kids towards those right actions about relationships but then a lot of times at school we're like we're kind of all business when it comes to the other adults you know like mm -hmm. We're, we're just, we're moving through our day. Hey, you know, nice to see you, Jay, but I got to go to the copy room, copy this stuff off and do this for yeah. my students. Everything's for the students. I'm not trying to say we're mean to each other, but we're not necessarily like super kind to each other either. Cause we're just, yeah. we're just these moving bodies in the school for students. Like, yeah, I've got to do what I have to do in order to get ready for the kids. And I'm sorry, but I don't have as much time for you as I'd like to. Right. Those kind of, yeah. 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 And so like, I don't mean like, shouldn't we be modeling for our kids like shouldn't we stop for a moment and exchange and have a little laugh because we don't know when other i mean other kids are seeing that and they're like oh man like yes they're having respect they're having that moment yep you know that's one of the that's one of the important i i talk to staff members all the time about making sure that they're in the hallway between you know and during passing time at the beginning of the day at the end of the day um and part of it is because there's 200 kids moving through a hallway at a time. But the other part is that there's that's the opportunity that most teachers have to to check in with one another, right? Um, you know, I, I can there's we have a seventh and eighth grade hallway where there's 200 kids. Well, you can't get all the teachers in one area because the hallway is just too big for that to happen. But there's little pockets of people, and that it's neat to watch it change. It's like chess pieces; they go from spot to spot and have different conversations and. There might be a pattern that I'm not aware of, but you know, there's there's that that opportunity to, to get together and have conversation in our sixth grade hallway. The four teachers are 
clustered in one little area because that's where all their classrooms are. So before school, they're checking in with kids, but they're having conversations. Our fifth grade uh, does the same thing. But we also have weekly grade level meetings. And um, although there's a lot of work that gets done during those grade level meetings, there's also, I mean, I had, um, on, we had our, we have ours on Thursdays. And I remember last Thursday in every, on all three of the grade level meetings that I had, um, there was laughter. And sometimes it was laughter about stupid, silly things. And sometimes it was laughter because somebody was telling a story of something that happened to them during the summer that they just found a connection to with something else that we were talking about. Right. So, um, those conversations, um, like I said, although they're, they're powerful and meaningful, um, sometimes you bring a little humor into, into it and it's pretty cool to see what happens. So, um, you just need to get to know each other on a different level. And it's not just, I'm the math teacher, I'm the social studies teacher, I'm this teacher, or that teacher, I'm a teacher of kids. And we have to be able to show them that we can get along as adults, just like they should be able to get along as kids. I love it. I, uh, this year sort of trying to be a little more intentional about building those sort of relationships at school. Um, I've started trying to take that moment to, to reflect on what a teacher's done for me or impacted me or, I don't know, just a moment to sort of connect. I bought some little like thank you cards, little blank thank you cards, and I've been filling them out. And whenever sort of that spirit moves me, if I think of something that I could pick up, something little like a cup of coffee, uh, I know some of my some of the teachers <clears throat> really love Diet Coke, so I picked up like a case of that. I have a little refrigerator, so it's already cold. And what I try to do is like sneak into the room and just put the card and the the Diet Coke or the card and and the coffee. Uh, but it's it's it. What sort of surprised me in doing that is how much. It, it almost disarms the the teacher right like they're just they're not expecting it like that just doesn't at least where I work that do, that doesn't happen like we're right we're kind of strictly business like I said it's all it's mm-hmm. all for the kids we do a really great job for the kids but like I don't know how much we're taking care of each other and yeah. um, I end, uh, I end my my nuts and bolts every week with uh, with this it says take care of the kids take care of each other take care of yourself. It's a quote from John Gunnell, who's a principal. Now, he was a principal at Baraboo Middle School, and now he's at one of the elementary schools in Baraboo. But I remember him dropping that into a Twitter chat uh, a couple of years ago, and I asked him if I could use it. So I, I use it every week. And uh, we always do a good job with the first one. We do an okay job with the second one, which is you know, take care of each other. And we don't do a really good job with the last one, which is take care of yourself. And I think sometimes – we have to be reminded of that and it's, you know, slap in the face with you know, a health issue here or there. But um, I think that there's so much that we can do to help one another out. And, and I witness it quite often. We've got, we've got a teacher right now who's, um, who's battling uh, breast cancer and uh, the staff is just, they're rallying behind her. And in fact, on Wednesday, there's a number of them are going to a local hair salon and getting pink hair extensions put into their, uh, into their hair all together as a big group. And, uh, they asked permission to leave campus to do that. I said, it's two blocks down the road. I don't think anything's going to happen from 1144 until 103 when your classes start again. So have a great time. I'm just not going to join you because I don't have hair for hair extensions. But, um, you know, it, it's those kinds of things, unfortunately, that we don't support each other until it gets to be a big thing like that. But it needs to be something that's that's more frequent. And I remember our conversations on Saturday. I've had staff meetings where we do a snowball fight where you write your name on a piece of paper, yeah. crumple it up and throw it into the middle. And you know, that's nice because you get that validation. Um, but 
how do we find ways to do that 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 are that are not forced almost like 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 the principal says we're going to have a snowball fight and this is what we're going to do right why can't it just but, happen in way you know, right true but like to your credit it's got to start somewhere right yeah. so if that's the moment that we sort of open up if that's the moment that's like oh man i didn't even know that the like spanish teacher thought that of me like yeah. that's you know yeah. that might get the traction going yeah. for for the more organic moments where you you take a time to have a cup of coffee with each other you yeah. you pick up an extra danish on your way in you know mm-hmm. our uh, our um building leadership team uh we have these staff recognition awards that we do and one of them at our last meeting said, instead of doing those, Jay, we really like those, but you know, they're, they're kind of old. We've done it for three years now. What if we had a bulletin board in the teacher's lounge and it had everybody's name on it and underneath everybody's name was a blank space. We had a bunch of post-its and we just, once in a while, we go in and write something out and a post-it underneath that person's name so that when they come through, they can either leave it there for others to see or take it for themselves. And so that they, you know, maybe somebody else will write, you know, maybe if you get a post-it note, you write one to somebody else. So something that's more of a, an ongoing sort of thing. Um, so we're looking into how we can make that work. That's I think that... an awesome suggestion. I love yeah. that kind of interactiveness. I like that they can leave it up. They can take it with them. Yeah. And I, the other thing I remember, very similar to the snowball fight, you know, Jimmy Fallon's thank you notes that he does, uh, whatever night of the week that happens to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I did um, a video oh, doing Jimmy Fallon's thank you notes. <laughs> Funny thing is, as I'm writing these notes, I have to keep hitting my Chromebook to start the music over playing again because you know there's music playing in the background. Yeah. So I, had, I'm, I wasn't really into the techie groove of things, but it worked out. But at the end, when I was all done, I looked right in the camera. As I mean, I showed the video to the staff while they're in their, our our our, uh, our our meeting room, and uh, I said on the back table, "Our thank you notes. You need to take three. You need to write one for one of your colleagues. You need to write one for one of your kids. You need to write one for one of your family members." And as soon as you have one for the family members, make sure you put the address on it. I'll take care of the stamps. So it wound up being something where um, people were taking more than the three. Can I take more than three? I mean, you can take as many as you want, right? As many thank you notes as you want. That's right. And, you know, so th- those little sorts of things that we just have to do once in a while. And unfortunately, we normally think about that like November and February, right? Yeah. When we've been in school for a, a long time or February, like when is spring break? And it, it's got to be coming soon, right? Spring break is coming soon. It's February. <laughs> Remember, people, we are we are doing this recording from Wisconsin. So February, yeah. we're looking for February. some warm weather. Yeah, February, where, uh, where if it gets above 32 degrees, we have a celebration in shorts and T-shirts, right, Michael? That's right. That's right. So just keep that in context. And that's Wherever... outside in shorts and T-shirts. Wherever you're listening to this, that's that's what we're doing in February. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's a really good point, too, about, you know, I, I, I going back to the one about, like, taking care of the kids. Man, we nail that. Mm-hmm. Taking care of each other. Yeah. Like, I, that is a somewhat take care of. Because you, you do stop and you do say hi and you do chit-chat yeah. by the copy machine room, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that taking care of yourself, like, that's so important. And yeah. I know as teachers, we're like, a hundred percent heart for the kids, but I, I gotta, I gotta say like this, this comes with time. So if, if we have some new teachers here listening, recognize that taking care of yourself and taking care of, you know, the other teachers and taking care of those relationships does feed you. And it does actually help take care of the kids. You know, I think sometimes we don't want to do those other things. Cause it's like, no, no, no I gotta be all for the kids, all for the kids. Yeah. But like that tanking hit E 
And one of the things that fills it back up can be the other relationships or the other self-care. Yeah. Self-care is vital. If you're not taking care of yourself, so you get sick and then you have, then you got to get recovered from that. I mean, all the, it can spiral into a, a bad, <laughs> into a bad way. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate. I have a chance to, uh, to run once in a while. I run every day, but anyways, um, it's one of those things that I have to do that. And I don't know what would happen if I didn't do that, but it's, a uh, if I do it after school, it's time for reflection on the day. You know, what things went really well, what things do I need to really take a look at to do differently? Um, what things do I never want to do again because that was really the bad a bad idea, right? Or sometimes there's there's those days where I know if I don't get my head clear before I go to school that it's not going to be a good situation. So, you know, I, I'm lucky that I have a I have my a treadmill in the basement and you know, like on Sunday, I ran 10 miles. I watched the first half of the Packer game. I was going to run anyways, but I was able to watch a Packer game, reflect on a whole bunch of things. And when the Packer game was over, I went upstairs and watched the end of the Brewer game. When that was done, I got was able to get right to schoolwork because I had everything kind of organized in my head for what I wanted to do. So uh, if you don't take care of yourself, um, you're not going to be able to take care of the kids or anybody else. Yeah, no, it's so true. You know, that's self-care. Super important. Yeah. Uh, and I think too, as educators, when when we create that culture, when we have that community at school that's healthy, mm-hmm. it changes everything. Like I gotta tell you right now, Jay, I work with no offense to any of your teams. I work with the greatest team ever. I love my sixth grade team. I love the fifth grade team who's on the same floor. So like I gotta tell you, like it's the third floor. It's not necessarily fun to walk up three flights of stairs every time you want a cup of coffee, but I like bound up those stairs. Like I love it. I love saying hi to everybody. I love seeing what other people are doing. I love it when I have my prep period and I go out in the hall and I see other teachers doing innovative things. I love the fact that we sometimes take a prep period just to say hi and just to stop in each other's rooms and talk for five, 10 minutes and then go about the copy machine room, all that stuff. Yes. I love it. So like, being part of that healthy team just i mean literally it changes everything you start when you start yeah. focusing on the positive you start seeing the positive more i mean it's just there but like yeah. the opposite's true right like if you're on that bad team and you focus on the negative like you don't want to bound up those stairs and then right. you do complain about them being three flights of stairs and then you complain about it being bad coffee and then you're like these people are loud in the hallway everything's just negative yes yeah it's it you know when you work with good people um it, it does make your day it makes me dig go really fast i what i didn't even realize it was 3 30 when it was 3 30 today when i had to go uh, uh cover a, a math class for a teacher so um it, the day went by really quickly but it was because i was in classrooms and seeing some good stuff and there were great people around and you know i've i've got uh, a teacher new to our building this year and um she said in in our grade level meeting uh, last week i think it was she said uh I've heard about the culture in this building, but I didn't realize it until I got here that it wasn't being made up. This was not fake. This is how it really is here. It's how, you know, how it is all the time. And, uh, you know, I said, well, thank you very much. And she said, well, Jay, you're the one who created this. And I said, no, look at the other people in this room. It can't just be one person creating a culture. I think that's the other thing that's important for teachers to understand. The principal, although if the principal sneezes, the whole school gets a cold. That's a a quote from Todd Whitaker. Um, I would also say that just because the principal sneezes doesn't mean you have to have a cold either. Um, There's other things that you can do. So even if your principal isn't one who's a relationship builder, 
um, you can be that relationship builder to make sure that your team is as strong as it can possibly be, or the you know your colleague next door is as happy as they can possibly be. Sometimes we just have to look at our instead of looking out the window at what could be going on, look at the mirror at yourself and see what you might be able to do to make things a little better for everyone. Well said. I can't believe it, Jay, but we are at the end of our time so this makes wow. it refreshing time i know it just goes by i love these chats yes. yes uh so today's quote you ready i'm ready this is by greg mortensen uh and greg has quite a resume greg was a professional speaker writer uh former mountaineer he's co-founder and former executive director of the nonprofit center for asia institute and founder of educational charity Pennies for Peace. So the guy was a busy dude. Yes. All right. And okay. listen, listen to what he says. And I, I, I don't always read sort of the resume of the, the people I'm quoting, but I think it was important for this quote. Okay. Greg says, slow down and make building relationships as, as important as building projects. I would say that building relationships is more important than building projects. The, the better your relationships, uh, the more you're going to be able to do together uh, to make a difference in the world. I mean, I, I agree. But I think for a guy that clearly was super busy changing the world, you know, and, I, and then I think in the context of us in schools, like we just talked about, we're all about building the projects. I'm using projects to mean like our work, you know, like I got to get to the copy machine. I got to do this. I got to do that. And we got grades due. And then I was going to work on my test and I got to get these tests graded back to the students. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. But, if, but you know, like slow down for a minute, you know, mm -hmm. build that relationship in the context of our conversation. We were talking about building it with your colleagues, you know, but, but also slow down take that time to build that relationship with the students. Yes. Go, go to one of their volleyball games, you know, like, the, the, sit that, down and eat lunch with them. Sit down and eat lunch with them. You got it. You know, like play football at recess. Take that. Go moment. on the swing. <laughs> Go on the swings. I love it. So, yes. Yeah. You know, take that moment. Build that relationship. Yeah. Slow down. You know. And I, I think yes. it's, I think it's a good quote. And I agree with you that the relationship really can unlock kind of better potential to truly change the world and make better projects in the end. Right. Like that's the whole point. I agree. Yeah. If you if you have a relationship built, then you have a a more of a, a, a focus together. So if you're focusing together, you're going to be able to accomplish a whole lot more. That's for sure. Well, Jay, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to, to be on uh, Well Played with us. Hey, it was it was my pleasure, and hopefully everybody can see my daughter back there behind me. She's she's now a, she's a freshman in college now, but she used to be a dancer. So I'm in her room because it's away from everything else. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, I hope to have you back on. This was a great chat. Well, thank you. I'd be happy to come on anytime. All right. Everyone else, uh, I'm super excited to have you guys listen and learn with me every week. And, you know, don't forget to check out MrMatera.com. You can get links to my YouTube channel, blog posts, this podcast, all sorts of things. Uh, it's truly an honor. And I hope you guys enjoy your week and play on.